0: Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host Bryn Edwards. WA Real brings you real and authentic stories from fascinating people here in Western Australia. Stories to inspire and guide you to take action to be all you can be. Relationships, being heart-centered and being a modern mystic. Some of the topics we'll explore today with my guest Mirek Kanek. Born in Poland, Mirek moved to Perth in 1981 with his young wife, when at the time, Poland was going through a turbulent period in history that produced the Solidarity Movement that led to Poland to detach from the Soviet Union. A graduate of Notre Dame in Fremantle, Mirek is a, f- a psychotherapist, counsellor, personal development coach and hypnotherapist. He brings these different strands together with new science, philosophy and ancient wisdom to deliver a unique approach that has delivered successful outcomes for a multitude of clients. He's also an author of the successful book, I Am A Modern Mystic, How To Engage Your Intuition To Make Real Change, that was given a testimonial by Tony Robbins. He's also a keen, keen blues guitarist and plays in a live band. Merrick, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you very much. Beautiful Indeed. introduction. Thanks, Bryn. Yes, thank you very much for thank having me. You're welcome. So one of, the, one of the things I like to ask my guests right at the start is, because it's called W A Real, is, is understanding people's relationship with Western Australia how they've come here and, and, and what have you. So you obviously left Poland at quite a turbulent time. I remember small bits about it in the news when I was quite young. Can you tell me a bit of, uh, about that time and why and how you chose to come to Perth?
1: Yeah, Well, the whole thing um, uh, it's, it's quite mystical. Okay. And only now I, I this is going to I, be a theme, I, <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> it's going to be a thing because you know I, that's the. Well, I, I think Einstein said that once that uh, you can live your life as everything is mystical, or you can live your life as, as nothing is mystical. So on reflection, I can I kind of understand uh, those word, words a little bit better. So the whole um, the whole journey to Australia from Poland, I mean, is quite amazing and quite uh, uh mystical. It there's never been actually like a like a solid um, plans in terms. Of, there was there, there were plans when I was uh, when I decided to, to 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 leave Poland because there was no no chance to uh, for my future for my for my new family. You know, I've quickly realized you know that that is not gonna there's there is no future you know in in, in communist Poland you know mm-hmm. who was back then you know uh, mm-hmm. occupied by by, the, by by the Soviet Union. Now, um, I found myself very quickly, you know, at that time, you know, on the other side of the uh, of the government. So I was not very popular with them.
0: <laughs> what does what the other side of the government
1: mean? <laughs> I mean the, com- the 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 communist government, you know, yes. the, the puppet government of, of, of the Soviet Union in Poland. Uh, back then, um, um, uh, you you were either with them or you were against them. There is no middle ground. So lots of people, as as it turned out, through the Solidarity Movement, for example, were against the government. So basically, um, the whole population of of, of, of Poland stood up to it and said there was no more. We're not gonna take it anymore. So basically, they went on the national strike and paralyzed the whole industry uh, completely in Poland, mm-hmm. so that was a that was a, a big uh, big surprise for for Soviets, and Did so that, that was that came from shipbuilders. Didn't it? That's right. Well, and he like started. Valenza. Yeah, like like Valenza. That's yeah. right. He he was uh, imprisoned and he became a president uh, later on. You know, uh, as the story was told later on. But it was a massive struggle. But back then, back in nineteen eighty. When uh, the solidarity movement started to to emerge, everybody was all excited and everything. And I thought, mm, I don't know about that. I mean, the Soviets are they gonna l- leave Poland? You know, to to the West? Are they gonna uh, leave it and you know to <coughs> to to detach from Soviet Union? It's you know strategic uh, position, and there was a reason why Poland was um, uh, uh, sucked into into the Soviets after the Second World mm. War in the first place, but. Interestingly, uh, uh, and mystically, and uh, and from whatever points of view you want to look at, it, just how amazing was that at that very moment um, uh, a a, a Polish Pope was elected in Rome. Like the first Pope, you know, uh, a non-Italian Pope for for the previous 450 years. Mm. So it was quite a breakthrough, and everybody got excited. And you have to understand that uh, that Poland is 95 percent Catholics, and and uh, Catholic Church is, is very uh, intertwined with the history of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of survival of the country of the of the of the language of the of the peoples, you know, of identity. So that was a there was an extraordinary event, you know. And so uh, when 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 Pope John Paul II, you know, first came to Poland in 1979. Uh, basically, uh, uh, all communist Soviet, um, Soviets and everybody was just w- was terrified because all of the people, and it's forty million people in Poland, all of a sudden, you know, they showed the, the the unity against the government because the communist government obviously is is not pro uh, pro, pro pro Catholic or pro any church, right? So it's basically a, a atheistic uh, kind of a kind of a setup, right? But because because Poland is so very much intertwined over the history with Catholic Church, and then we have a Pope, we have a leader, right? And all of a sudden, even if you didn't feel Catholic, you were well, like, yeah, we're going to do this, you know? We're gonna do this yeah. So Pope comes to Poland, you know, and there's millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of people on the streets. And, and 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 so the government realizes, oh my God, you know, this is this is... You know, we're gonna be overthrown here. This is a counter revolution, but it was very, very peaceful. People just stopped working. They went to work. You know, they they went on strike, national strike, and it just spread like a bushfire across Poland. And uh, and 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 so so the Soviets were were, were watching it. And typically, what what they, what they do? like they did in Czechoslovakia or, or Hungary in '56, and, and Czechoslovakia, I think, it was '65. then they would just come with the tanks, you know, and, and just um, uh, extinguish the, 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 the possible fire, right? So, for the next year, Poland enjoyed kind of a freedom, which is unheard of since, since the Second World War. So all the uh, other countries that were, that were part of the Soviet Union, like East Germany and Czechoslovakia and Hungary, they were looking up to us like, oh my God, so it's possible. So it's possible, maybe we can do this, you know. So it started this, this kind of a this kind of a movement shifting in people's consciousness. But at that time, at that time, I was a I was a young lad, and I was thinking like, well, I've been already persecuted, you know, by the government, and I don't I, I understand enough to know that the Soviets they they do gonna come, they're not gonna let Poland detach, you know. And so what happened was that a uh, year later, back in '91. Uh, excuse me, 81, the Polish uh, at that time uh, government imposed a martial law on Poland. Uh, and so doing that, he stopped Soviets invading Poland, yeah? But the solidarity was no more. Mm. You know, it was all, you know, it, it was all, when people were jailed, you know, it went even deeper underground. But before that happened, before martial law happened, I had a hunch just to just get out. Because there's no future, and I had my young wife, you know, that uh, we met in high school, my my high, high school sweetheart, and I said, we just got to get out of here, you know? <laughs> if that's the last thing we ever do, <laughs> you know, because this is, not, this is not sustainable. So we thought, well, anytime there'll be some kind of confrontation or whatever, you know? Okay, but what do we do? I said, you know what? We just got to get out as further out from here as possible, because who knows what's going to happen here in, in Europe, yeah. And uh, so I had the terrible difficulties to get out from Poland because I was on the, so to speak, black list of the mm. government. So it was not like for me to just go to the post office and, what and did get you the... Do to get on the Oh my gosh, that, that, that's another... I mean, you okay, have right. another couple of hours. All right, okay. Just stay with us. So it wasn't like going to the post office and, and get a passport, you know, like, like you do. Well, actually, um, the way it happened was that I found a, a, a link to the passport bureau... Uh, a, a A chairman or what you call it you know like a like a like a boss right mm-hmm. and um at that time i had a a little apartment which which was extremely valuable. It was an apartment that would be valued like uh, you know people were waiting to 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 have apartment apartment or any type of dwellings to live in for like twenty years. You know and I got it because uh, that happened uh, f- uh, after separation from my step- uh, stepmother, we, we could going to live together, so I had a, I had a little piece of, of something of my own which which became instrumental of getting my passport because actually I gave this is, there was like a bribe I gave that apartment uh, away to get two passports for me and my wife there was all kinds of little details and things and 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 uh, and what, what was going on there but basically that's what happened and so imagine like in, living in perth you know if you have something valuable let's say you, you know um a house in you know one of the i don't know western suburbs or whatever or anywhere You know that it will be worth like million dollars. You know, which is really valuable, and he will give this up. You know, just uh, to get the two passport, just to get out. But fortunately, and another mystical thing, how did that all happen? That it was how did that all happen? That I found the right guy because you know you can you can give you can give a a bribe, you know, but you gotta know who you're giving it to because you can can be busted right on the spot. (laughs) So there was like a lot of. you know, there was uh, a, a, a lot of trust, a lot, a lot of uh, going with intuition, with the heart, which is something you know that um, I've observed later on, and and now it's the base of my practice. Actually, that that's that's what you need to do. You just need to listen to your heart, have a fire, go after that fire, uh, and 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 make it happen. You know, don't worry too much. Don't don't get any anxieties. Just be. Be absolutely focused on what you want to do, just go for it, and you're going to succeed. The, the universe will provide, you know, magically, or I don't know how that happens. It, it, it looks to me like it's, it's all big magic, you know, <laughs> but it happens, you know. So if you focus on something really, really hard and, and, and bad, and you want something really badly, the universe is going to come and say, yeah, all right, okay, here we go. Yeah, well, take a seat, well, that's, that's, that's where we're going. Where you want to go? I said, I'm going to Australia out of all places. And because I was a political refugee, I could uh, go just anywhere, to any country. So, uh, first of all, I could go to any Western country in Europe. Europe. I didn't want to stay in Europe, uh, because I knew that this was going to be big trouble, you know. I mean, I knew, I, I thought, you know, that Soviets are going to make a big, you know, woo-ha-boom, who knows what they're going to do, you know. Um, and so, I thought, well, I can go to America, yeah, or I can go to Australia. It's, it's something so very intriguing, mysterious. And back then, in the in, uh, in, in in late 70s and early 80s, uh, people, European people, and ever, anywhere in, a, in the world, people didn't know much about Australia at all. It was just like this, going to Mars, you know? But there's nothing out there. That's good. We're going to build a new country up. That's yeah. great. <laughs> new frontiers. <laughs> new frontiers. Let's do it, you Excellent. know? Yeah, so, so it was you, very exciting. Did you come straight to Perth? Straight to Perth so we uh we have left poland and then um went to uh Austra- australian embassy but back uh, in, in those days already i was known uh, to australian authorities that uh, i am on the other side of the of the government in poland yeah so uh, the the process was very very quick and so we went through, you know, uh, medical checkups, you know, interviews, and, and so forth. It was quite a just just a normality, and we were perfect candidates because it was me and my wife. We were only in the early twenties. We were only like twenty-three or something. Didn't have kids. Well, but we were already married. You know, we were perfect, perfect uh, candidates. You know, for the for the new country. You know, they're going to bring the new Australians. You know, they were born will be born in in, in Australia, and so uh, it, it took uh, we, in Austria. We were just. You know, did the, all the formalities. It took about only two and two and a half months, and we were off to to Perth. And they say at the interview, so where you want to go? I said, well, I don't know nothing about Australia really, and I know nothing about Perth. I know a little bit about Sydney and Melbourne, uh, but I know nothing about Perth. Let's go to Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the place where I know the least. The least, yeah. It's just like let's. Let's do this. Let's submerge into this total mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So go so, here. Go so here. You, you land here. We land here after the fifty hours of flight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from uh, from Vienna, and we were going uh, flying to Australia. Uh, first stop was in, in in Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, and then we got to Perth. And when we landed in, in Melbourne, you know, that was the first contact with uh, with Australian um, uh, environment and weather, everything, you know. We came from, because it was March, so it was still snowing and really cold in Europe, you know. We came to Australia in March. It was pretty hot. And we actually came here on pa- St. Patrick's Day, on the 17th. Right. It was nice, and we didn't know nothing about that then. We'll learn later. But a significant date, because we landed in in the in a new country, knowing nothing about it. And the weather was appallingly hot in Melbourne, and you know how it can get really uh, really uh, humid. And I and, and we we just heard that um, Perth is the hottest place of them all, of those capital cities. And I thought, oh my God, if, there's gonna, if Perth is hotter than Melbourne, you know, we're going. Well, I'm not going, that'll be just <laughs> way too hot. <laughs> So, we um, I'm talk- were talking, there was a group of people that were designated, because they were designated to go to Melbourne, to Sydney, and then, you know, the part was going to, 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 to Paris, and there was this um, kind of a, a, a coach that was traveling with us, you know? We couldn't speak English, we couldn't speak nothing, but just a little bit, like, yes, no, uh, That's pretty much that, you know? And um, so, I come up to, to, to that coach, and, he, and, I, and I said, me, no... No, and he goes. And he started speaking English, but I, I I didn't really care what he was saying. You know, what I was what I cared about was just do not go to Perth. It's just too hot, right? And so people, other Polish people, they were they were traveling. You know, they were they were also uh, refugees. They were saying, yeah yeah, we're not going. This is too hot. this Melbourne. is crazy. I mean, Perth is even even hotter than this. We we don't be, no. This is just too <laughs> just too hard. <laughs> and I remember this guy was. Tra- was just he, he saw the rebellion, you know. He so, said, "Oh my God, I've got this guy. I've got to deliver it to Perth, you know, sort of thing." And, uh, and now what? You know, they, they're rebelling, you know. And he probably what, what was going through his mind was like, "Oh my God, they're the solidarity movement here. Oh my God, go. <laughs> oh my God, why have we got ourselves into trouble? They're gonna." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's he's trying to persuade us and said, "No, guys, it's okay. They have wins." I remember him making this. There's this, you know, uh, this, this gesture, the brilliant. movement, it's like, it's a wind, it's okay, it's not so bad, it's okay, just go there, it's all right. <laughs> so we got on a plane and we landed here. By the time, after the 50 hours of flight and, you know, all these commotions, you know, I was happy to be on the ground. And the first thing ever that I that I that I the first thing I, I I've I've seen here in uh, in Western Australia was something absolutely amazing, something something that I've never seen before. There was an old airport, uh, it, it was international and, and national together, and there was a little fountain, you know, that yeah. on the tarmac. We got off the plane, and I just sat on this little 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 fountain, and inside of the fountain there was a black swan, black. Swan. I mean, what? What do you mean, black swan? I, I'm, I'm looking at this creature, beautiful creature, and I'm thinking, how can this swan be black? You know, because we're used to in Europe, you know, wow. white swans. Yes. You know, so that was my welcoming. It was beautiful. And then I thought, all oh, right, so this is my, this is my destiny. This, this is my uh, uh, new country, new land. You know, the, the the land that I've been, I've been pulled all the way. All the way here, you know, and that symbol always uh, lives in my in my mind vividly. How mysterious! I thought, whoa! I was just like like a little kid, you know, in a candy shop. Oh my God, look at this! This is amazing, you <laughs> know. And it goes on from there. And it goes on, uh, on from that, and but I never cease to be amazed, actually, about uh, that, you know, about the flora and the fauna and the and, uh, and and a space, and everything that is about Perth. And it's uncanny, and I really uh, cannot explain that pull number one, to Australia, out of all the countries in the world I could go to, and uh, to Perth, and to come here, and to stay here. Now, my children were born here, our children were, were born here. My son was born exactly a year uh, to our arrival, a year later. Mm. He was born uh, ex- nearly exactly to the date, the nineteenth of March. We came here on the seventeenth. Yeah, so uh, he always makes makes a joke like, so, "Dad, when was I born? Seventeen or nineteen? Because you know we're talking about those two dates, yeah. Yeah? and he thinks that I'm al- always confusing it. As a son, I know, I know. So okay, come on, come on, quick. Which <laughs> one is it?
0: Super. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so it, as I mentioned in the introduction, there's a big focus on on you working with people, um, trying to get the best out of them and, and, and stuff like that. Where does that come from you and
1: in, in your journey? My fascination with people was another thing that I say that it's something unlearned, not that I've learned, that in particular uh, was um, made to go towards. It's just a natural kind of an interest about every single person that I ever meet. It's just fascinating. And now I'm being a psychotherapist, you know, doing all these studies, I understand that it's uh, it's something to do with that, with the mystery. I mean, every person is just like walking universe, you know? And how amazing, how walking amazing- Walking universe. Walking universe, yeah. It's like a, you know, Infinite number of universes you know now we, we think that we live in only one universe, yeah, but i I think the chances are there's many universes i mean look look at the people, for example, just pe- looking at, at people and if you, if you look at the small things, for example, if they you know display certain uh, qualities, manifestations, then probably the big things you know would be very similar would be similar so when I look at people and I'm thinking, well they are they're just like. Universes, you know, just unexplored, amazing creatures. The, how did that happen, anyway? You know, so and so, any universe, any universe, universe. For all we know, it's it's like uh, there's like six billion of us or something at the moment. You know, mm. six billion the, universes. The exam, you know, yeah. so we think it's a definite, definite kind of a uh, a number of universes. Yeah, but I I, I predict that there is unlimited. There is no limit to that, you know. Just like there is no limit to our capacity, to our um, uh, being human, it's there is no limit to what we can do uh, if we only focus. If we really focus on what really our heart is telling us, we can be anything. I mean, this is something that you say, like, "Oh yeah, you know, this is like this motivational stuff. You know, you can be anything that you want. You can, but not in the way that you go and." and, and Necessarily, you have to make some kind of a plans, but against some kind of a structure. But if you if you have all that, which which is uh, which is designed by your brain, if you trust your heart to take you there, if you trust and focus on your heart, and you know, and quite often, quite often, uh, uh, people are stuck. They don't know what to do. What do I do with this 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 anxiety or on you know, I feel like this and that, and they stuck in the head that just can't can't get out. So look, this is not really that hard. There is an absolutely uh, fundamental relationship between your heart and your brain, mm. and if they in a sync, you know, the things become a lot easier. So you gotta allow, you gotta allow to for the brain to do the brain thing, you know. But don't confuse this with the heart, and you uh, you got to allow your heart to do the heart thing. So what is the brain thing, and what is the heart thing? Okay, well. Heart, we are just discovering, you know, the science is, is is helping a lot. It's discovering what is this thing called heart actually about? What is this? What's that relationship? We're used to, to live in the brain because, you know, we've got images in the brain and, and so forth. And, and we think that the brain is in, in charge. Now, I'm going to say something a little bit uh, maybe controversial. And if there are any uh, cardiologists, uh, they were like you know, out there listening, they'll, they'll like what I'm going to say. But if they are, like, uh, people that deal with brain, you know, exclusively, they might not be, s- be so happy. But that's okay, you know, because we're all interested, <laughs> in, all interested in seeking mm. how the things really are, not how we perceive or how we learn about things, but actually, what's our hunch? You know, how... Wh- wh- what's... Wh- how this world really exists. Is this a whole big you know, perception and illusion and, and hologram? Or there is some kind of a des- design, and, and there, is something, uh, 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 there is something that is based on, on something more solid, like, for example, relationships. So relationships are at the core of my, of my practice. And the, the relationship between heart and the brain, it's fundamental to understand. It's fundamental to understand. Let me explain. The heart, in the fourth week of human development, you know, and out of the um, connection of the of the cells, you know, male and female, you know, all the chromosomes, everything, and then uh, that emerges, that uh, grows the uh, into into the, you know, fetus. Uh, big enough you know to be born, but before that all that happens, before the the, the, the human person is, is, is fully developed to face the world, something magical happened, something absolutely mysterious happened, and that on the level between in the relationship between the heart and the brain in the fourth week of human development, heart and future brain and future nervous system are connected together in what's known as the cardio uh, neurotube, yeah so they are, they are connected, which they will be both developed into the future brain and, uh, and, and the nervous system and and the heart. But at that stage of the, at that stage of the fourth week of, of the human development, the heart is very little tiny little beautiful. Tiny little heart, you know, it's there while the brain is just, the future brain is just an open, open, open hollow, like nothing really. It cannot influence heart at all whatsoever. Then what magically happens that the heart, a little heart, self initiating without any impulses that we know of, uh, probably there's some impulses coming from frequency domain or something, you know, that, you know, maybe we can talk about later, uh, there is some kind of influence that causes the heart to, for the first time ever, without any impulses from inside, to go boom! Contract. Contract. And starts beating, beating, beating in the rhythm constantly, in constantly, constantly, constantly. And everything, everything, all the organs including the brain, they just developing around the heart. So there is a relationship between the heart and all the other organs, and especially the brain. So they communicate on the on, on a constant level, sending the messages. Sending the messages to each other. But what's interesting in our everyday life, this relationship is, is, is happening all the time, including right now. Your heart, my heart, and everyone it's hard. Everyone that's listening uh, uh, to this podcast and everyone else in the world are subject to this this uh, equation that your heart is sending each day five thousand more messages to the brain than the other way around. Mm. I was reading recently that there's a there's a um, what was it, a neuro connection between the
0: brain and the heart, and that um, yeah there's ninety percent. More signals go up than that comes exactly down. and then then those signals go further through the back of the brain, yes, into the center of the
1: brain and then out to the neocortex yeah. of the brain yes so there is a, there are uh, some amazing quality of the heart, and we're only starting beginning to understand. How important is, is this entity of the heart? I mean, when you look at the uh, history and the philosophy and, you know, ancient wisdom, people were always talking about heart. You're going to have heart for this or mm-hmm. broken heart or, you know, the, a sacred heart. You know, <clears throat> all those concepts, they're revolving around that wisdom of the heart. Mm-hmm. It's not an accident. It's not an accident. It's just that the the, the uh, our language... Uh, our language is not precise enough to be able to explain, to explain what actually we mean by that. What do you mean broken heart? I mean, you know, we all understand what it is. We all understand what it means to be in love. And love with, you know, all your might. And we're talking about heart that drives you to, to, to success, you know. That doesn't come from brain. Brain is basically... Brain is basically a, 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 a computer that relies on the information that's already happened in the past, cannot actually effectively, cannot effectively figure something out. That's why we're getting all the anxiety, because we feel stuck when we're in the head. We feel stuck. So what do we have to do? What do we have to do? We've got to go and ask our heart, you know, go to our heart and say, you put your hand on your heart, you know, and listen to the heartbeat and say, well, that's the predicament I've got. What do I do? How do I behave? And guess what? You're going to get an instant answer from your heart. Now, physiologically, physiologically heart is uh, heart, heart also uh, not unlike uh, the brain. It's got a cluster of, 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 of neurons. You know? mm. And the heart remembers, remembers um, uh, the events, but uh, differently. It remembers uh, uh, the events as, uh, as feelings where the brain remem- remembers this as images. Now, this is, the ba- this, this is pretty much the base of my, of my practice at the moment, my observation of, uh, of in, in, in modern science and in old science and, and philosophy um, and, um, and uh, ancient wisdom. And all of that put together... I always have to make sure, sh- I do make sure, with all, due re- with all my respect, that the universe that walks into the door possesses all of these qualities. And I have to very be very, very, very in tune with that universe to be able to assist in any way whatsoever. So that's why that in tuning we need to practice with one another. Because we know that not a knowledge, no, no, um, you know, not even experience, but actually the rapport with one another. This is what uh, what holds us together. Because we learn from one another. So it's just like the we we are in a we get into the flow of things. You know, like sometimes you know you you uh, you, you, you 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 you're talking to to somebody. It's just something not gelling. You know, and some other times you know it just you go in the flow and it's really quick. You know. And why does this happen? You know, it is because one and the other somehow they are interested in one another. They look at into in, into each other's eyes. say, so, you know, I know, I get you, I know. Yeah. So the words you're speaking that they are just way secondary. Although words are very powerful. You know? In the beginning, there was a word. You know, well, very powerful, and the and the whole yeah. the the creation happened yeah? um, according to certain, certain ancient wisdom. Uh, but when we have a rapport. Between ourselves, we go into this mystical realm. Oh, okay. If I say to you, "Do you know um, I'm in love?" And if you've ever been in love, you go, "Yep, yeah, I know what you mean." You can't describe it, but you know you, you know what it is. So, this is something. This is something that you you can, you can explore further and say, "Okay, so if I were to, if I were to." Um, Observe, not to analyze, like to observe what's really going on? You know my heart is doing this and this and that, and connects with other people, you know the report, the thing you know the the, the all the perception hunches and intuitions you know, and every every time when I tune into this, you know things like happen effortlessly, so perhaps maybe. Maybe, instead of sitting in, in my head and trying to figure out things, which head would produce either worries you know, or anxieties. So how to reduce these anxieties and, and worries? Well, you can't figure it out in your head. It's just like you can be the best surgeon, you know, brain surgeon, you can't do operations on yourself. Yeah. You've got to have, yeah, you have points of reference. Yeah? The things in the whole universe happen the same way. You've got to have a points of reference. There's got to be two points that they relate to each other, and then something in between those two points of reference, something happens. That's the mystical thing that we are submerged in in constantly all the time. But we're not paying attention that much. We're paying attention to the points of reference, but not actually what's, what's actually happening in between those points. Can you give me an example of that? Well, the, the good example is it's, uh, you, look, you look up the uh, uh, night sky. Yeah. So what what do you actually see is you, you you the first thing you see it's, it's stars. Yeah, you you see stars. Yeah, and and, and other uh, heavenly bodies, right? But what what actually it's and, and all the rest you know in between is just emptiness. But it's not empty because when you fo- it is necessary that that dark background is so you can see the stars. Yeah? So the background is is necessary for you to see what you're seeing. But when you actually go deeper into this, you say, well, what is this empty space? Well, and then you start pondering. You know, I mean, with those all those stars, those um, those bodies, how do they hang together? Like, you know, why don't they just drop off, off the sky every every time? Right? They don't. They somehow you know, revolve around each other, everything is in a movement. But how does it happen? But something has to happen in between those points of references. Something has to happen between the sun and the moon and the and, and, and the earth, necessarily. So that's something, some kind of a forces, invisible. Mm. I mean, like for example, you know, um, you uh, we're breathing the air, right? You can't, you don't see the air. Right, but you're breathing the air, so there is something there that causes you to stay alive, mm. yeah? Yeah? and uh, and then you just you just trust the process, you know. That that's how it is. You don't have to think. You don't have to think. Uh, you know, do I do I think how oh, my blood is rushing through my veins, or you know, how 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 is it that I'm seeing things, or or feeling things, or. Or do I worry about my spleen? You know, is it doing its job? You know, what about the you know uh, cells in my body? No, you just delegate this and say, well, that's okay. It's, mm. it's just working fine. Yeah, how
0: often do you expect you put your awareness into your body to make sure it's doing
1: what it's doing? Yeah. You don't. It just you don't. Do you know. Yeah. But sometimes you go into meditation and you say, well, okay, mm. well, I'll meditate. And and why do I why do I meditate? I mean, meditate. You know, for the purpose of calming yourself, calming yourself, meaning. Just being naturally normal, the same, you know. Just like, you know, hmm. stop being living in the in the head all the time, trying to figure things out. Trust your heart. Arrange the the space so you can sub, sub immerse yourself in it, and just be yourself. And being yourself is fantastic, mystical, just amazing.
0: Hmm.
1: Constantly unfolding. <laughs> Constantly so when changing so when and someone evolving. comes to see you,
0: and like, let's you said you know relationships is one of the the core cool things you focus on, and, and you're saying that you're getting people more in touch with their heart. Mm. How, how does that, how does that play out, and how does that present itself in, in, in like a session or something like that?
1: Okay. Well, as I said, every person is different. Yeah. You know, we have a different uh, uh, realities. We we see things differently, and uh, so our perceptions are different. You know, so it, it takes um, you know uh, some discovering. Discovering what, how this particular person uh, perceives what's true for the for that particular person, and then we go, you know, uh, into uh, uh, you know conversation. Okay, we go through all old you know um, anxieties and worries and what what what's really uh, bugs them, and you know they're here for a reason. You know, if there was no problem, there would be no therapy. Yeah, mm. but necessarily, you know, going towards that awareness, that if you only understand those concepts, how the, the, there is this relationship between all things in the universe, and we are part of, of that universe, mm-hmm. if you understand that there are those relationships, and everything is relationship, and if you can untangle, uh, even with your brain, untangle that, that mystery, and then you immerse yourself into your heart, into your intuition, into that mystery, of what it means to be alive, we're getting somewhere. Quite often, people don't give themselves enough time to allow to arrange that space. Mm. But every time we hear, every time you hear, or sooner or later, you know, uh, when I interact with my clients, sooner or later, um, they are able to to arrange that that space of calm. Mm. <clears throat> excuse me. And calm and peace, and contemplation, and we, yes, we do exercises. Exercises on the uh, on on the uh, on the heart coherence, uh, which uh, even can be measured. I've got a little heart coherence device. meaning heart coherence. Yeah, yeah. Well, heart, if it's doing its its job as it's supposed to do, but it does do it uh, by just acknowledging the heart and saying thank you. For the things that you that you're doing for me, and you can do it with any organ with any any part of your body, but especially mm. heart, the heart's got ability remember that and uh, the heart is the in- instigator of the whole development, mm. so it 's got a hand in every little bit of your being, yeah so if you talk to your heart directly with the gratitude, the heart will do the thing you know all you have to do is just every morning, probably. Morning, uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you put your hand on your heart, feel your heart, and just say thank you. Mm. And it's quite enough that acknowledgement and that gratitude for the heart to do its job. So you know what? No more racing of your car. Uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, racing of your, your heart. Like you know, we get anxious and uh, anxious mm. and 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 whatever, and, and we get the heart beating beating really fast because that that heart is out of out of sync. With the brain, your yeah. brain sending some some rapid messages of panic, yeah With yeah? heart but if you if you understand the process and the relationship, all you have to do is just like okay, put your hand on your heart, take a deep breath, focus on your heart, and trust the process, and guess what you'll calm down very, very quickly your your thoughts that were bombarding you out of your mind will stop, they will settle, yeah um because I'm also a hypnotherapist, yeah. which is a fantastic tool, you know, uh, allowing people to go into the really deep relaxation. That's, and that, that is another tool that, that uh, I, I'm promoting and, and, and using, you know, quite, quite successfully for people to be able to relate to that, that, that environment of, of calm and, and space. Yeah. Right. Well, hypnotherapy just quickly, you know, uh, brush on this, you know, it's nothing to do with uh, stage hypnosis. There's nothing of the kind. Mm. Hypnotherapy is actually creating that um, uh, environment of calm and what's actually happening is uh, that um, no one really understands why it's happening. Another mystical thing, you know. Yes. Well, there are volumes written on, on hyp- hypnotherapy, hypnosis trends and whatever. You know, but no one no one really understands what's going on. And that's good. Because we don't want to know everything, you know? We're (laughs) going to have some some mystical, you know, uh, curious things, you know, that um, we're excited about, you know? And so, typically what happens in in, in hypnotherapy when you go into trance, so it's a a deep, deep relaxation, which you are fully, fully aware what's happening, but your brain, and we can test it, and that's measure it, you know, uh, that your brain and the brain waves yes you know they slow down from alpha you know quick right, to delta Beta everyday down to alpha uh, to val- to beta and, then, beta and delta beta yeah and delta. so you're actually under the trance you know you're in a state of of the same as you your brain would be sleeping yeah mm. however you're not sleeping what's interesting that you're not sleeping you're fully aware so hypnosis and uh, a uh, trance hypnotherapy it's uh, it allows you to go into the deep state, like the state of sleep, but you're not just dreaming like you know random dreams. You're actually getting in touch with your own very much your own core of yourself, mm. just by slowing down the whole uh, you know frequencies that bombarding your brain, slowing your brain, allowing your heart to take over to do this this thing. You know his own thing, going to those deep realms of of trance and amazing things happen because you you 're stumbling on learning something about your own self that you 've never you 've you've, you've never thought of or've or you 've you've, you've experienced like a long time ago, and somehow you 're making the connections with your with your current 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 life so it 's quite amazing it's it
0: 's interesting you say that because I find that you know, we, we habitually do things, whether it's fire off emotions or or the way we make toast or the way we respond in a situation. And we we can't always put the finger on on, yes. on how and why we we work like we do. Yes. It's always like hundreds and thousands and millions of little experiences that have shaped ourselves along the way and then they're all playing out. In, in lots of different ways and we become a creature of habit, trapped in these habits. Yes. And and then every now and again, you just, somebody puts a mirror up to you and go, hey, do <laughs> you realise that when this happens, you do that? And you go, oh, wow. And you suddenly, if, if you get curious about it, and sit with it for a little while, it's like, I wonder when that happened. And then all of a sudden, you'll go back to little things in, in your teenage years or your childhood and this yes. thing. That time when Dad said, or Mum said, yeah. or or someone down the road said, or yeah. this happened, I was like, wow, and and yeah. So so what you're saying here is you're going down to this very deep trance where you're almost underneath all these little things, <laughs> and you can start to see them in a peaceful place. Is that right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a it's different to different people, but once yeah. you do hypnosis once, you know, you want to do it again. Yeah, because it's a it's 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 a, it's a state of, of of calm, and you know, you really. Mm love and, you know, learning about yourself. But something that you said very, very important about mm. habits, very, very important, and thank you for, for mentioning this, because that's that the habits, that it's something that we really struggle with. Well, we can, we can use it to our advantage. You can, you can become, you know, you can, you can teach your brain, because again, now we're talking about brain, because brain is habitual um, mm. creature, if you like, you know, yeah. <laughs> that uh, learns something, and then repeats over and, and over and over again. So you can get used to thoughts, for example. If they are good thoughts, great. Then endor- endorphins hitting your brain, you know, and you know all the good hormones, and you're all happy, yeah. And you want to, you thrive on it, you know. So you like to go to the to the gym, for example, you know, and you want to, and you it, it becomes your habit, you know. You're doing it every day or every other day, you know. It mm. feels good, yeah. But uh, quite often we have those habits that are not so good. And they're quite destructive. Like, for example, mm, thinking bad thoughts, you know, or um, envy, or, or greed, or, or um, uh, grief. It's a big thing, you know. I mean, that's, that's another whole, whole area, you know, how to, how to uh, deal with the grief, because that's a very, very serious thing, you know, or trauma and th- this, things like that. Um, it, so, basically, if we understand that the brain loves to get into habits, we gotta got watch out to train mm. our brain to uh, develop good habits, so to speak. You know, mm. because brain, for example, we haven't said anything about mind yet. Okay, but we're talking about heart, which is very, very, very close. You know, uh, consciousness and all, all those concepts. So heart, mind, consciousness, all of that. That 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 belongs to that that kind of a group. Where brain is not actually. Uh, it's it's more mechanical. Believe it or not, the consciousness happens somehow, it doesn't really, we don't really know where consciousness, what consciousness is doing. But for example, for example, and this all mighty, mystical and, and amazing, you know, start talking about this. I mean, going to the gym, right? Well, your brain is not going to tell you to go to the gym, because your brain is used to do something. If you haven't been to the gym, you know, uh, for, let's say, years, right, your brain is not going to you know, one day wake up and say, hey, let's go to the gym, right? And you do the, this massive push-ups and running and whatever. Your brain is not going to tell that, tell you that because your brain is used to not to do this. So it's in the habit of doing something completely different. Yes. Yeah. So, for example, eat chips and, you know, eat chocolate and, and you know, and, and drink a lot of wine or whatever, you know. That's yeah. what, I'm not saying it's a bad anything thing. Anything Yeah, anything right. like that. So the brain is very content loves watching TV on the couch, you know, and, and eating. So he's not going to all of a sudden say, come on, let's go, let's go to the gym and stay there for the next few years. He's mm. not going to do that. But what's going to take you to the gym is mm. your mind, your heart, your spirit is going to say, hey, we're going to override that habitual thinking. We're going to go to the gym. And guess what, what happens? Once you decide this, and the brain goes, oh no, too dangerous. No, Mm-mm. no. That's no. Look, it's too far. It's raining. It's not good, and it's gonna be hard. No, we can't. We're not going. Mm-hmm. So now you're using your heart. Say, no, 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 no. We're going. You're challenging the brain. You're telling the brain how to live. Not, not understanding that the brain is used to, to something else. You gotta develop a new new habit for the brain. So you have to kind of outsmart your own brain. Say, okay, let's go. It's going to be good, right? oh, no, no, I don't want to go. And it just comes with mental all kinds chatter. of... chatter. Yeah, 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 mental chatter. Like, all the excuses not to do it. Oh, maybe tomorrow. No, no, next week. All right, oh, well, uh, 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 I'll call him tomorrow. And, you know, yeah. I'll get a membership maybe. Oh, they've got a special uh, in two weeks' time or something like that. Yeah. All the excuses not to do it. But you take your body. Take your brain and take your body to the, to, uh, to the gym, right? And you start doing it, right? And your body's protesting, you know, it's sweating. I told you, this is hard, you know, I'm not going to do it. You know, this is really hard. Look at me, you know, and your mind goes, just keep going, just keep going. Uh, mind know, knows about uh, the possibilities of the future, being seen with the, with the heart and the whole universe, uh, all the possibilities. What I have to do, I have to just trick my own brain out of this, this, uh, this habit, break the habit, you know, and start developing a new habit. And guess what? You take your body to the gym, the next day, and the next day, and the next day, you know, it's hard every time, right? But then in like two, three weeks, your, your brain goes like, well, it's not so bad, actually. Yeah. It's all right. Oh, yeah. I'm yes, like right. yes, right. Yeah, Yeah, That's right. Yeah, that's good. I'm on endorphins. Yeah. There's got to yeah. I've got a, yeah. I've got a here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. So the brain is comfortable. Okay. The hard, hard job is done. Okay, you're comfortable? Good. Feeling better? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna tell you. I told you so because I know. So each time, each time when that something like that happens, this kind of a resistance, just trust me. Mm.
0: Just trust me. So you you mentioned three things in that um, heart, mind, spirit, uh, possibly four consciousness, mm-hmm. and and you're also talking about tricking your brain. Yeah. And we often think that the brain is what runs me, and, and on one <laughs> level, that's right. But now you're having to trick your mind, to trick your body.
1: Mm-hmm. Where's that? Where's that? Where's it come from?
0: Yeah. And, and what are those? What's the? <laughs> we've talked about heart and mind and, and spirit.
1: What yes. are they? Well, we don't know, do we? And that's great, you know. But we have a hunch that there is what's something. The hunch? Well, the hunch is that uh, there is something beyond a routine. There's something beyond habits. There's something uh, beyond um, uh, e- equations, uh, mathi- mathematicals and numbers and all of that, which is all great, you know. Mm. The, the language of mathematics is great, but even language of mathematics is, is limited, yeah. So there is something that we all know, that there is something that drives us, and we can't explain. Sometimes, sometimes we have this uh, spontaneous amazement like an aha moment. It's just like, oh, wow. Okay, now I get it. And all the knowledge, all the habits, and all the things that were holding you back, all of a sudden, they don't matter. All the calculations, all the analysis and everything, don't matter. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. Is this thing like, oh, now I know. And it's that knowing. You can explain knowing, it. Knowing, not thinking, not believing, yeah. just knowing. You know with certainty. And that comes from your heart. It comes from the you heart, know, absolutely, yeah. and it comes from the heart. But that's the closest for us to understand. Yeah. But the heart is connected with so, the, all the rest, with the whole of the, the universe. Rest. Yes. All of the universe, you know. So uh, the Earth has got a heart. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the 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 galaxy galaxies galaxies got a heart. The stars they they have they have heart. What actually is heart? we don 't really know, we just have a hunch of when we talk about heart and people constantly talk about heart in in, in a different different terms, you know, like we've talked about this uh, just just before, you know the heart can be broken What do you mean by that We're not just talking about this four valves that's going tumf, 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 every day here exactly right? exactly. there is a relationship between that physiological entity and something that we have a hunch about, but we can't put a finger on it. Mm. You can put a finger on the heart when you talk about, like you mentioned, physiological structure. And we can say, well, we know that it sends that many more messages to the brain than the other way Mm. around from the physiological point of view. But from the point of view, like in arts, in uh, our perceptions, our intuition, and, uh, you know, a laugh and things like that, we talk about heart. You've Mm. got the heart for for something that drives you, you you, you, you cannot achieve anything without that internal drive of your heart. Mm. Yeah, so, so that's question, something you can't put the finger on it. There yeah, are two things.
0: Because the, the question that bubbles up for me is 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 in effect, where's the heart getting its intelligence from?
1: Ah, you want to know more? <laughs> oh, like There's always more. <laughs> There's always more down the rabbit hole. Exactly yeah well um typically i would ask you the question but you know you're interviewing me you know? <laughs> <laughs> so i feel that i have to come up with the answers yeah uh i don't have all the answers of course no. you know but i trust the process so from my observations you know there is a connection if Fundamentally, everything is interconnected and has a relationship with with, with everything else like people have with with one another and whatever processes are going inside of our bodies and outside of our bodies. So necessarily that implies that there's got to be a relationship between what's internal and what's external, what's inside and what's the outside. And when you start thinking about those things, you will discover that the inside is the same as the outside. Because the outside cannot live without the inside, cannot exist without inside, only because inside cannot live, cannot exist without the outside. Mm. So all of a sudden now we're coming to the realization that this whole thing is one thing. There's no separation. This whole thing being our experience. Our experience, our being. Uh, relationship with the nature, with the universe, with the planets, with everything, this is all somehow interconnected. You know? And the only thing that it's confusing to us is that we have an illusion of separateness, mm. that things are separate. But when you think about this from another perspective, that actually there's no outside without the inside, and no inside without outside, all of a sudden it all becomes one. Indeed. And this, yeah, and then you hear phrases like unity consciousness and things like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, um, quite amazing. I mean, that, that's got to be the most amazing thing that you ever want to explore. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a human existence. Yeah. I mean, how mysterious is that in itself? I mean, think about it this way. Talking about interconnectedness, yeah? Let's assume that a Big Bang happened. Okay, like the science is telling us that the, the, uh, in the beginning there was a yeah. Big Bang, you know, and it's expanding, right? It's probably, it's been many Big Bangs and it's going to be a lot of them because the premise is, you know, if there is, uh, something happens once, there's no absolutely no reason that it shouldn't happen again, yeah? So if there's one Big Bang, there probably are many Big Bangs. I mean, yeah, let's say like our own Big Bang, yeah. you know, Big Bang, you know, our own, you know, in this universe. So... This big splash happened, boom, pew, you know, and started to um, uh, evolve and, and spread out, you know, throughout the whatever. We, let's say, call it space or whatever, and, and spreads out, spreads out, and it takes billions and billions and billions of years. But everything that it's created, it comes from the same one source. Yes. from that one big bang so everything that has ever been created it the source is the same so all the uh, uh all the particles and, 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 and everything you know everything that was in that one blob uh, before the big bang happened it 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 is in in everybody out there that includes includes us yes so when you look that includes us that we are at the so what we know at the end not at the end, at the certain uh, you know, stage of that Big Bang development. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's amazing is that now we're realizing this. So, we're looking at back and, and then we say, God, you know, so actually, who am I? I'm, I'm the conscious universe. I'm the conscious universe. Yeah? I'm a single
0: point of consciousness.
1: Yes, yes. In all it is. Yeah, and so when you're, next time you're looking at somebody, and you think, God, I'm looking at the very, 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 very old entity here. Very old, ancient, you know, something from way back, billions and billions of years, mm. years ago. I mean, if that's not exciting, not mysterious, I don't know what is. And I get excited about that. Mm. And I encourage people to, to get excited about this rather than what happened, you know, in, uh, uh, I don't know, Trump's office or yeah. something, you know, uh, no, get excited but, you know, don't look too far. And look this around is how, you.
0: if we go back to your practice, is it by taking this um, perspective, taking someone back to their heart, <laughs> taking them to their heart that's, that's um, gathering in, and tapped into this intelligence that we still don't know about, mm. but by getting someone back to that out of their head into their heart um and uh, certainly in the in the couples relationship environment mm-hmm. that they do that together mm-hmm. so they can actually listen to listen to this intelligence mm-hmm. on what it's saying to them about themselves their relationship mm-hmm. and how they can live and work and
1: nurture and be
0: together it's yes. is that the essence absolutely
1: absolutely this is all in- interconnected so rather than
0: trying to sorry about it Rather than try and reconcile all the stories and the mental chatter that might be going on in the brain level. It's taking it back down to the heart level. Yes. And, and where there's more truth, dare I say. and And getting couples connected with themselves and then with each other. Yes.
1: Yes. Well... You know, it's enough for you to um, understand the concept, everybody understands, you know, what was that like? I mean, people come in and say, well, you know, I don't want to live with this person anymore, I don't, you know, I don't like the behavior, you know, and we want to divorce, yeah? Well, go back to the very beginning. What was that like when you first met?
0: Mm.
1: Was it anything you wouldn't do to the other person? You know, you were in love, infatuated in love, you know, you would do anything for that person. So much so that that woman chose you out of all the billions of other people to be the father of her children. Yeah? And you have made that commitment that you're going to be th- with this particular person out of all billions of other women that will bear your children. Mm. So what happened? What happened? What happened? Between that time, you know, when you were like, madly in love, we'll do anything for each other. Now, just, uh, you don't want to talk anymore. Well, no. what happened? Life, life happened, life happened, and 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 bills happen, and and all kinds of things that in your head. And per- it's what? such a
0: depressing sound that when you say, "Life happened."
1: Well, life in terms of what, what you know, life that you had chose to perceive. You yeah, know, that uh, you know, uh, prioritizing something. Uh, you know, for example, it, it's imp- more important to uh, to uh, uh, have a big car. You know than spend time with kids or something mm. like that, you know. Or, you know, we could tangle up. Yeah. We could tangle up in, in life that it, it happens to us if we're not careful because we're living in the society as it is. So we need to be extra vigilant, look at this and say, what does this do to me? It's okay. We've got technology. We've got everything. We've got choices like we've never had before. Mm. That's fine. That's okay. What is there for me? How I can live my life so I can be happy, among all of that? What choices do I need to make? Do I need information? Oh, you need a lot of information. And guess what? We're living in the age of information, so ignorance is no longer an excuse. Mm. You've got to be informed. Do your own research. Just don't go by, you know, because, you know, I read something in this paper or that paper or on TV or these people say this and that. Do your own research. And what, what doesn't really mean that to me, you know? Here, here I am in a relationship, uh, you know, with uh, with a person, you know, that, that we have children and 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 all of that, and we got tangled up somewhere, you know, in that in in that crazy rush of things, staying in a head for too long, instead of just saying, yeah, let, let let's kick back, you know, let's let's allow ourselves to have holidays, to spend the time to have hobbies, to be, you know, to to look at things like enjoy your life. Because Mm. without that, you know, we're going to get wind up, wind up, and then, you know, uh, we know, unfortunately, we know that what depression can do to people. Mm. Depression kills people. Yes. It's a very dangerous, dangerous um, whatever you want to call it, what it is, you know, Mm. it's it's, it's that thing that happened to to all of us. Depression and silence. Yeah. Mm. So we need to be aware of this. And having information, do your own research, expose yourself. We want to know There is got to be more than just this, you know. And if I'm becoming depressed, well, stop this in, the, in its tracks. Don't allow those thoughts, you know, to circul- circulate in your brain and making you even more depressed, you know, and more of the same. And then you get into the habits. So, and you get to the point where actually you can't get out of it.
0: you create a little trap in prison in your brain. That's exactly what you're doing. Mm. When you say there's more and more information, it's interesting because what we're talking about is, what we've we've spoken about already is that there's there's almost like a wealth of information that you can tap into from here in your heart. Yet never has there been so much information available for your head. Yes. Not for your heart. And and I, I think I've mentioned this in a podcast before. I'm coming more and more to the conclusion that the internet and the just sheer abundance of information is almost one big trick in the fact that it's taking us further and further and further away from a real source of information which is here in our heart, and we we spend less time with that and accessing the great intelligence inside of it i mean i i personally have recently found that um i'm always Part and parcel of what I, you know, do here with the podcast and meeting and, and exchanging stories and and I'm continually looking to find new ideas and new things and etc. But uh, and I do put myself on personal development courses. But you know, I was saying to a friend the other day, I'm not looking for someone to become my sensei or guru or something like that. I'm trying to find the the guru that lives in me. <laughs> yeah, very good. Because I, I want, I want to meet, I want to meet him, or, or and I, I want to be able to listen more and more to that guru, so I don't okay. have to keep going on personal development courses or find out what yeah. they've recently put on YouTube or yeah. something like that. I want to find out what
1: the next lesson is that that internal guru is giving me. Oh, absolutely, hit a head on a nail. Yeah. Yes. That. That's it. Yeah, even even the, the the Buddhist teachings. Yeah, I'm not an expert by any measure, but uh, you know, in, interested in different philosophies, and one of them is Buddhism. That it says, um, uh, you know, if you see the guru on the world, kill him. Yeah. Meaning, the guru is not out there. The yeah. guru is in you, just like you have explained that. Yeah. The guru is there. It's in within you. And if you find your guru within you, then the whole outside will make so much sense because we said you know what's inside is outside what's outside is inside yeah, yeah? so you need to start with yourself this is why this is <coughs> excuse me this is why the simplest the simplest method to go there is to use your heart yes because we've got our hearts they were beating right like from the fourth week of our development beating successfully and heart can live Without the brain, brain cannot live without the heart as well. That's we right, because you
0: can take them out, put them in the Petri dish or something, and they'll keep going for minutes and minutes
1: and minutes like that, uh, yeah, well, all by themselves. That's right, yeah. So, heart is fundamental. So, we all have this. So, what I'm encouraging people to do, trust your heart, do something different, you know? challenge your, 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 your habits, challenge your, your, your head, relieve your head, give your head a break yes okay? go to your heart as often as you can stay in the heart as an alternative and see what happens give it a little bit of time yeah well your brain might be uh, might be um rebelling because the brain will have a perception it's a kind of, this is where ego lives right the ego doesn't yeah. live in the heart you know uh, but it lives in the brain it's like whoa well, you're taking a, a prime role from me I'll yeah? be. Will be rebelling and will be saying, charge. "I'm in charge. You gotta think about this. You gotta think about that. You've got this meeting and that thing to pay and this and that. you gotta stay, you know, stay focused. You know, yeah. hey, hold it, hold it. No, trust the process. Allow yourself few seconds in a day, say 15, 20 seconds every day. Yeah, preferably for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You yeah, know, for thirty seconds, anybody can do this, and uh, develop a new habit." Spend some time in your heart, and see what happens. See how what happens. Actually, so, so
0: someone listening here go, oh yeah, okay. Um, right. How do I actually spend time in my heart? Well, you know, <laughs> short of um, possibly reading your book, which we'll dive into in a minute, oh, or how do I, how do I do, what do I physically,
1: okay. what, what do I actually do? Okay, so let's do this. Let's okay. do this uh, 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 presentation just right now, this heart-focused meditation real quick, just now. Yeah. For mm-hmm. us, and for everyone else. It's going to take um, no time at all. And um, if that makes any sense, you know, I, I recommend it because it, it works for a lot of people. So I'm sure it will, will work for everybody. Yeah? So what I want you to do is just sit comfortably wherever you are. Sit comfortably in your chair or wherever you are. You yeah? know, just nice and straight. Raise your right hand just like you would be pledging an allegiance. <laughs> then put it on your heart space. Everybody knows where the heart space is, around there, yes. Then take a deep breath through your nostrils, close your eyes, and exhale. You can begin to feel your heart, but if you don't, that's okay. Take a deep breath, another deep breath, focusing on your heart, and exhale. Take another deep breath to your nostrils, just observing the process. Yes, now you can feel your heart. And take another deep breath. But this time, as you exhaling and focusing on your heart, say thank you. So that's simple heart meditation. It's a very simplified form. Anybody can do it anytime. Don't wait until you're anxious, but when you are anxious, practice. you can do this. Mm. Take, care. Take, take yourself outside of wherever you are, and do this breathing, observing as the breathing as the oxygen comes into your heart space, swivels around your heart and goes back out. Take one, two, three, four. On the fifth breath, as you're exhaling, focusing on your heart, say thank you. That heart-focused meditations can be extended and uh, can be practiced um, on, uh, on, 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 for a longer time. But this is magic. This is a magical way of getting into yourself very, very quickly. If someone wants to learn more of this technique and find out more, I'll be more than happy to teach anyone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you've used the word frequently during, uh, you used know, a number of words, but one of the words I've heard you speak about frequently is um, mystic and mystical. Yes. And you obviously wrote the book. Yes. Um, you know, um, being a modern mystic, Hmm. Um, where? What does mystical mean for you? And where did this? Where did the inspiration for this book?
1: Yes. Come from? Yes. Uh, mystic. The word mystic. Uh, it, it can be confusing. Not. Not actually. Uh, not everybody knows right away what it is. Well, I think it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a word. Uh, mystical in itself that needs to be explored and demystified because what we're thinking when we're thinking about mystics we're thinking about ancient type of people that had the spontaneous amazement of some sort connection with with the with the rest are people like let's say Francis of Assisi that apparently was talking to animals you know, and so they were, i don 't know if they were talking back. But, you know, there was a uh, Teresa of Avila, you know, there was another, she was a nun. And there were uh, more modern ones. There were people like Rasputin, you know, the the Russian uh, hypnotist, you know. Uh, There was a Alistair Crowley that was accused of, uh, you know, dark mysticism, you know, Mm -hmm. like uh, this sort of thing. And uh, so we have example of what... what mystics are supposed to be but there was like for, for generations and um generations in some organizations like for for example church would uh, reserve the right for the mystics to be their own and they call them saints yeah right yes but today anybody can be a modern mystic anybody can be a mystic and modern why modern well then the, the word mo- modern implies that, this, that there had to be some kind of a other ones, like previous ones, like classical ancient ones. Yeah, So modern mystic is that emphasis on that awareness that we all have this capacity. I don't know whether we all can levitate, I don't know about that, you know? I don't know how that happens, yeah? uh, but we can immerse ourselves in that mystical amazement, that curiosity about longing for something greater. Than what just meets the eye, because what meets the eye is just a perception, It's just one of the senses, and we know that our senses can be very deceiving. Mm. You know, um, we can go to 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 uh, to explain this whole concept. You know, go to philosophy. You know how how we've stumbled on. Uh, you know who first stumbled on on, on the idea that actually what we're seeing is not actually what's happening. Like mm. for example, Descartes he was a uh, uh, french philosopher in in uh, 18th century where he observed you know he was studying human nature and he was he observed he was he was rowing the the boat on the on the, on the lake you know and he saw that the that the road that was submerged into the water hmm. looked like it's broken when you look at the you know object that you put in the water right there is this separation you look at it and you see well it looks like it's broken, like the yeah. row is broken, right? But you know it's not. Something's going on here. Mm. Ah, so our our brain has got a way of deceiving us, you know. So we just got to outsmart our brain. This is one of the many examples. So everything and 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 our, our quantum physics, our quantum physics, quantum mechanics confirms this. That actually there is a lot of. We rely on, on perceptions and how do we learn about the world. Well, by seeing things, by hearing things, by touching things, by tasting. But that's only on the sensual world, mm. right? But and also with our senses as well, I've been reading
0: that um, we only see just under 1% with our eyes, 1% of all light that can be perceived in terms of frequency. And, you know, we know that our hearing is quite limited in terms of all that can be heard in terms of frequency. So certainly earlier on when you were talking about, you know, what's in between the stars is a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a whole lot of stuff, but we just,
1: yeah. we, don't <laughs> exactly. gear, we don't have the gear to see it. That's right, exactly. So um, people were wondering, you know, uh, how come that... Um, different uh, species, they see different things, yeah? Mm. Like, you know, the bee will see different uh, flowers, different color of the flower, and it's attracted to the particular color. Or uh, we just like you say, that our vision, our senses are limited, you know? We can't hear. I mean, I, I think dogs, for example, you know, they can smell things that we'll never be able to smell. So it's limited. Mm. So based on those limitations, which is pretty funny, actually, when you think about it, based on those limitations, we build uh, the whole world around us. And so we perceive that this world is as real. Is it really? What is real? What is real? So to answer to that question would be, don't worry about it. No, don't create any, any, any extra anxiety. Stay with your heart. Trust the process. Stay there. Believe that things are okay. You're part of this universe. And it's so exciting to be alive.
0: That's a fantastic way of being. And is that the essence of what being a modern mystic is?
1: I encourage everyone to read the book because the book is written for the reader to encourage everyone that reads it to tap into their own stories. There are stories and tales that are told in that book that people will probably would will be able to relate and would say, well, yeah, well, something like that happened to me. I, I, yeah, I know, that's similar. Yeah, well, I've got another story to tell. Well, do tell your stories. Mm. And you are in a fantastic, mystical position where you're encouraging people to tell the story yeah. because yeah. we all have a story. You know? Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful alignment with your life purpose. Beautiful. Yeah, So we need to... Find that alignment. What is that really we are actually suited for? You know. I mean, we can do anything. That's why we do research. You know, we do this and this and that. And you know, mm. we become. You know, I've done this in my life. You know, i been mean, a professional photographer. I play guitar now. You know, playing the band. You know, it's, it's a curiosity. It's a, can I do this? You know, can, you know? I play all kinds of different roles, like we do, being a father and a husband, and, you know, and a boss and, and this and that. You know, and we're interested in, in certain things. We we're searching, but then as we're searching, it's got to be a bit of a of a purpose you know what are we doing this for ah you want to discover or rediscover your own self so it's quite useful sometimes to spend time in so-called therapy and talk about yourself and then perhaps even go as far as you possibly can backwards to see your life to see yourself who you really were what there was they were, when you were a child, there was no consideration of uh, having this relationship because, you know, that's, that's kind of a pay- payoff or, you know, having this toy or this th- You were just yourself. You were just there in your own element. So, for example, trans hypnosis can help you to go as far as back as this, you mm-hmm. know, and to understand who you really are and apply this to your life. Because the function, our function of us being here, and Aristotle will uh, will uh, agree with me, <laughs> because that's okay. his thesis, you know, yeah. that we're here to be happy. And our function of our lives, the function, the very function of our lives is to be happy. When we talk about function, I mean, function is like, you know, the 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 glasses, you know, to, for the fluids to, to yeah. pour in and, and drink from, and the shoes to walk on, you know. The function of the car is just taking from one place to another. The function of the microphone is just to, just to record and so forth. Now imagine this that the function of every human person is to be happy. Well, obviously, if we're not happy, so we misalign with our functions. Mm. So, you know, uh, you, you might say, well, instead of, you know, if I'm, if I'm a glass, I pretend to be a shoe or something like that, you know? No, you got to find yourself, your unique alignment, and then continue your happy life. And that that's <laughs> the
0: essence of what you talk about.
1: Well, like, like in any book, um, people will find their own things, you know. There is a lot of things that what we've talked about here, you know, explained, you know, different uh, ways that, that, how this all is interacting, you know, the, the whole reality and give, give 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 examples like uh, about epigenetics or or quantum me- mechanics quarks you know what's happening in the subatomic environment what's happening out there and how it is all related but in all essence you know it's all about relationships all about relationships and being in sync and allowing the stars to align you know so it is, it is a whole wonderful reality that we're only just beginning to tap into of this amazing design, poetic design. I mean, well, you can. That's why you know you, you, we've got a choice. We can we can look at the life as is. Nothing is mystical. Well, everything is mystical, and uh, we're looking we're looking through the through the whole concept of revo- uh, of evolution, for example. You know, and how the species interacting with each other and how they surviving and so forth and so forth. Yes, to a certain extent, but not 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 all the time. For example, for example, we have a tendency to, of, of classifying and explaining things, but certain things don't need to be explained, like love cannot doesn't need to be explained. For example, um, I like the phrase you've used several times. Here,
0: it's a process. Go with it. Go with it. Yeah. A bit like love. It's it's a journey. It's a process.
1: It's a feeling. It's a process. Yeah, yeah. So when you see uh, uh, for example, uh, from survival of the of you know, uh, like procreation, you see the butterfly, and the butterfly has got these wonderful big wings, you know, and it's got like these big eyes on, on on top of them, yeah. And so uh, some biologists will will classify this and say, well, this is the th- that's designed so you know, it, so the so the butterfly doesn't become a prey, you know. So so the creature that is trying to attack. You know that, um, that, that 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 eyes of perception of, of eyes will, will just repel the, the attacker. Well, yes, but maybe not. On one hand, there is this anxiety about uh, being uh, about life, about procreation. You know, but maybe not. Maybe na- nature is just a poet. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Fast night. Yes. Yes. So, yes. So, so I encourage people to uh, get in contact with me and, uh, or at least buy bookies on Amazon. I <laughs>. <laughs> yeah. am a mo- so the title is "I am a modern mystic, so are you." Yes. And the reason uh, the title is designed this way. Because if I said you are the modern modern mystic, so am I, which is the same thing. However, for the symbolism of the of the title, where explicitly the word the two words I am this mm. signify something. The I am is the uh, is the is 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 the word, and ancient wisdom will confirm this that it's a I am the word of of God, meaning I am, I am the one. So anything that, that proceeds after the I am becomes the prophes- fulfilled prophecy. Mm. Very significant, because if you put yourself in a position that every time you say I am, which I am the creator, mm. yeah, everything that you say afterwards, you're creating your reality. So for example, I am smart. Your subconscious, now we're going back to the brain, your subconscious listens. And subconscious can't tell the difference between uh, truth or not, Yeah, you know? And we go, yeah, okay, we're well, smart. I am smart. And it just computes this, and it just remembers this as a habit. Mm-hmm. But on the contrary, when you say, I'm stupid, that your subconscious also notices that, and it drives you towards that, you know? So whatever, you're careful what you're saying. So if you understand all those little, uh, you know, nuances, nuances say, why should I say talk positively? Well, for that reason, you know, because there is a relationship, mm. there's interconnectedness between the words subconscious and all of these things. So when I when I say, I am, whatever you know, make sure that it's something that you like to be. You know? Yeah, and then you just your subconscious drives you towards mm. it. Modern mystic? all modern mystics, you know, define Maybe, yourself you know. by the story you <laughs> tell yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: I think we we overlook the fact that we are fantastic creators and and we are brilliant at what we practice and we are amazing at manifesting and creating situations. What we just don't kind of realize at times is that we are creating situations and, and, and versions of ourselves that we don't necessarily enjoy. And yet what we don't realize is that we have created that.
1: Absolutely, we are the creators, and you can create your life as uh, as beautiful as you like. And remember that that's all in you. You you're able to create that, mm. or you can create uh, a a terrible life if you want to. Or um, okay, well, we have to be very careful here uh, with all due respect to all, all all tragedies that that happen out there, and that's that, that's another. That's another huge uh, uh, pondering on on that. You know, there, there are things that you know unwelcome in our lives. Mm. But let's let's simplify this. Let's come back to our own lives. How we, can we instigate the, uh, the 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 life that we that we want? We know what needs to be done. We really uh, we, we know we have enough information to go by hand by our. Intuition, what's good for us, what are possible good consequences. We can not predict the future, but we can actually take calculated risk, And we love taking risks. You know, we're playful beings. We love all this game of play, you know. It's mm. fantastic. It's great. So, yeah, play. Play, take a little bit of risk, you know. Don't go too far, you know, one way or the other. Don't. You know, there's no need to be extreme. Just go with the flow and be happy and excited about about life and be thankful. I think that gratitude will be the key here and that gratitude um, once you acknowledge your heart this is where it, where it uh, comes from and f- what's inside it's outside what's outside is inside mm-hmm. so you program yourself for gratitude the gratitude will come to you good things will come to you we know life is not always hunky-dory but we can Understand those processes and go and, with our intuition, believe that things are okay. And the brain will help us, you know, to figure out things like how to pay, pay bills and do jobs and whatever. You know, that's very, very necessary. That's, of course, absolutely necessary. But for our happiness, let's make that relationship in sync allow the heart to take brain by the hand and say, it's okay, it's all good, you know, let's go do this, you know. I show you the heart we put into the brain, you know, and we're going to make it, we're going to make it good.
0: <laughs> so by, by learning, contemplating, acting and applying this to your own journey, what have you learned about yourself on this journey?
1: that it's an amazing place and time this particular time to be alive and to be aware how amazing event is life how amazing mysterious happening happens to all of us and we share this right in this time and this moment in time Somehow, we are together in this, and some, somehow, we are awakening to that awareness. I don't, like, talk much about me, because, you know, I'm talking about me, I'm talking about other people. but Other people, they talk about the same thing, we talk about the same thing, we interact, and we say, hey, we're not crazy, we're okay, we're okay. It's this amazing uh, things that we're immersed in, called life. Let's make it good, let's make it, just make it happen, you know, let's um, beca- make it, because we can make it, we can make it anywhere, and, and especially the world at, at the moment, you know, it's, it's kind of at the crossroads, mm. but I think it's always been, you know. Yeah. We can go either way. Uh, let's imagine a better outcomes. We can do this. We can create, we can destroy it. We are the whole I am thing. <laughs>
0: So, if you look forward over the next three to five years, what's on the plans for Marek?
1: I always say, continue what works. Continue what works. Trust the process. Development from the practical point of view. Uh, development of my practice as we at the moment, at uh, arranging a new, a new clinic, which is uh, uh, there is four of us. That we are uh pretty much on the same page, and um uh, we're going towards that direction, developing um you know the clinic that it's um maybe a little bit uh, uh different to what is out there what which, which you know the services will be synchronized and basically under one roof uh so the clients will be able to uh We'll be able to look at the clients from a different professional aspects that we all represent, uh, as uh, as a one entity, not only one person at the time, but the whole family. You know mm. what's happening in the in the in the environment of of the person. I don't want to tell too much because it's uh, you know it's, it's a new thing. We're just arranging this. We're just putting this together. Yeah. And but it's very very exciting. So I see in five years that that clinic here in Perth. Will be thriving and will be able to assist, um, hopefully, uh, many people that uh, that are going through the difficulties and they need a l- little bit more information and uh, motivation and encouragement. Because the practice is uh, it's a combination of uh, psychotherapy, counseling, uh, self-development, coaching, hypnotherapy, all those things together, uh, just designed for uh, for a person. Uh, for the person that it's when presents um, herself or himself here, that w- we approach them as a, a unique event, unique the universe that requires and that encouragement from the point of view that that person has developed certain points of view and 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 is able to absorb. So it's a it's a challenge, it's a challenge, uh, but it's a wonderful thing. Um, to to, to be able to be in a position that to um, encourage because we're all in the same together, you know. Let's not rock the boat, boat. let's row together. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, (laughs) love it, love it. Um,
0: What do you do in addition to the heart-centered meditation? What do you do on a day-to-day basis to keep yourself sort of grounded and,
1: and, and present? yeah well there's many things uh, i i but i play guitar it's 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 uh i play blues guitar you know electric mainly electric mm-hmm. and um uh being in a bands it's uh it's a it's a it's an interesting uh way of uh, of detaching from from everything else and i just absolutely love being in a band and and playing live and, and it's just just amazing i mean what's interesting about music and music is, 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 is an, another example of, of the mystical realm. I mean, we were talking about points of view in between, you know, between uh, 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 point, uh, points of references. Uh, so notes, for example, notes, it's the same thing. You've got one note it has got the sound, yeah? But you need another note to make music. And w- and, but how does it happen? If you do one sound, bang, and another, bang, you know, you've got two sounds. But something has to happen in between, to make music. So you go, dun, 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 dun. you know, you're making music. And then you're imitating the universe. So music is a fantastic thing to, to, to uh, explore and be involved in. I mean, listening... The vibrations and frequencies. Vibrations, frequencies, all of that stuff. Music—it's uh, a—it's its a great example. But any form of art and anything that we do, anything that we do—I mean, um, engineers' calculations—you know, the relationships between numbers—and uh, you know, all this, every every single preoccupation—it's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, 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 it's got something very mystical in it. You know, when you really want to look into it closely. Then you will discover that. What am I doing? What i am You know, Maybe this is something I, I, I love because, but we, we often don't think about it. But even, you see, I see people here on, on, the, on the road, you know, they, they're putting these this new water pipes, right? And I look at them and I'm thinking, man, that's, that takes some skill. That's, that's amazing. You know, they're taking it for granted, you know, they've, they've got all this reflective uh, vest and everything, and there's this guy in, in this, this big dipper, you know, and I'm thinking, whoa, what a skill. It's amazing. You know, And so anything you do, anything well, absolutely, you can find that fine-tuning, that fine-tuning, that's something that I'm contributing. Very, very important to realize that the whole thing is about contributing, that highest of human needs. We didn't even touch on that, you know, that we, we have certain needs, but one of the fundamental needs is the need for contribution. And somehow when we do contribute, we feel so much better, you know well like, you know all those altruistic things that we do i mean when when someone is working on his rise and falls you know we feel a little bit distressed or we want to help you know, and when we do help we feel oh, i did that yeah you know it feels good yeah so the so the sense of contribution is extremely important yeah hmm. so all these things putting together makes life a little bit a little bit more exciting
0: <laughs> if you could go back and give a piece of advice to that marek who was um just about to trade his apartment for a ah. passport. If you could go back to <laughs> the Marek now, go yeah. back and give that Marek uh, a yeah. piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Good on you. What guts, what heart. Absolutely amazing. Put everything on the line. Go into the unknown. Amazing, yeah. And, uh, and the drive was, because I was already married, you know, I'm not gonna bring my kids to that environment environment extremely important how we create environment for our children so um, at that time somehow i you know now i look on, on you know through time distance of times and i'm thinking how did i know this that i will have kids they will have to have you know good environment and this but that's not the environment in, in all this and i'm finding myself good on you how did you know that well i don't know i was just dr- driven by the heart and i tell you what it was a drive of my heart and just brought me here all the way here to Perth and that's how the stars aligned for me. But what the future holds, we don't know. We can only give the best shot.
0: <laughs> Superb. right? it's been absolutely amazing talking to you today. It's been amazing um, talking to you, thank you. It's um, So it's interesting, so many things that have popped up in different podcasts or seem to be Brought together into one coherent story um this um accessing our heart and accessing greater intelligence there's so much we can do, and I can do with that, and just the concept of being curious and be and finding the world mystic and mystical it's um yeah, truly fascinating
1: it um, is fascinating, and
0: yeah I um I shall be reflecting on this for many days to come, but um, yeah, I would like to thank you very much for your time and for being open and and, and sharing all, all of your knowledge and thinking and research and, uh, and time, it's much appreciated.
1: Thank you very much Bryn, it's been an absolute pleasure. And we definitely went into the mystical flow, yeah. And uh, we were bouncing off each other fantastically. You've got an, an amazing ability to do that, to invite people, and I think you were <laughs> aligned. So congratulations! Thank you very much. And uh, see what the future uh, will bring. Thank you so much, and thank you for everyone that, that was listening to it. And I hope um, some parts of anything that we can help uh, for people to have a brighter minute, brighter day that compounds into the brighter life, better life, uh, all, all power to you and I encourage you to uh, stay in your heart as much as possible and the good things will happen to you effortlessly, naturally. Mm. If somebody wants to find you, how can they find you? They can find me by calling me or they can look up um, on the Google. Uh, my name is Mirek Kanik, that spells M-I-R-E-K is my first name. Um, and my last name is Kanik, Mirkanik. You can find me uh, on Amazon. You can find me on Google. You can find me a- anywhere, and I can give you my phone number: zero four zero nine eight eight nine eight five two. That's also my number, and uh, I'll be more than happy to uh, to meet you. And uh, if there is something that I could be of assistance, I'll be I'll be very happy. And I just can't wait to meet you. Thank you for your time. (laughs) Thanks very much, it's been an absolute (laughs) pleasure indeed.